I don't know whether it's part of my job description or not, but I'm here to tell you why the Pac-12 is not out of the running for a college football playoff slot. In fact, there are still three teams that can make it from the Conference of Champions. Let's go. Our Locked On Pac-12, your daily podcast on the Pac-12 Conference. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Lockdown Pac-12. I'm your host, Spencer McLaughlin, D1 play-by-play broadcaster. Thank you for making this your first listen or your first view of the day. Part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your number one source to stay up to date with all things related to the Conference of Champions. If you haven't already, please like, comment, subscribe wherever you're listening to or watching the show. Thank you to everyone who has done so already. Today's episode is brought to you by Sling TV. Don't miss this week's big matchups in the Pac-12, including a Thursday night battle in Pullman between the Utes and the Cougars right here on Sling. Sling, the TV you love for a price you'll love. Try it today. And yes, they do have the Pac-12 network. So at least that got into the media rights negotiations for our old friend, Larry Scott. But uh, yeah, I know we, let's not go down that rabbit hole. Shall we, shall we? Yes. It'd be a lot of shouting and a lot of frustration, but it's never (laughs) frustrating to have on my guy, Richie Bradshaw host of locked on sun devils. Richie, I, I I know ASU had a, we'll call it a tough go of it on Saturday, which we will get to. I don't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> Blanked from my I, memory. I I thought that might be your approach, but I want to get into this fascinating topic because I imagine the widespread consensus, and I can see and hear the comments now. Richie, the Pac-12's got no shot. They're going to miss playoff again. They're going to do this, and they might very well do that because, as usual, there's no dominant team that's going to be able to just run the table like Ohio State does in the Big Ten or Bama and Georgia have done over the years or Clemson in the ACC. You haven't had that in the Pac-12, and that's the case again this year. There are a lot of good teams, but my feeling right now, Richie, you got three teams that are vying for a conference championship that have one loss and are currently ranked inside the top 15. Tell me how that's not a possibility for the Pac-12 to get into the Pac- get into the college football playoff. It's simply because just it feels like college football has like this vendetta against the Pac-12 every year. And something that Pac-12 fans understand that no one else understands because, A, our games are played late, so everyone's in bed. So they don't get to appreciate the the madness that is hashtag Pac-12 after dark. Like, it truly is just its own completely different brand of football, and we love it. The problem is the media doesn't because then you don't get Oregon going 12-0 and to, to run the season. You don't get USC to go 12-0 and or Utah to go 12-0. and Instead, your conference champion is a one loss or a two loss, sometimes a three loss team, but they still end up putting in more than quality like opponents here, but they don't care. They just want their, they want Alabama from the West coast to be in the playoff. And we don't have Alabama on the West coast and that's okay. Us PAC 12 fans understand that we love the fact that Oregon can beat UCLA when UCLA looks like far and away the best team. We love that. Um, who who was it that just took down USC? Uh, Utah. Utah is able to take down USC. We love that UCLA is able to take down Utah. And we love that all the teams in the Pac-12 are able to beat each other up. Like, I, I don't understand why we love when the SEC does it, 
but we hate when the Pac-12 does it because the Pac-12, yeah, we don't have Alabama, but this is one of the better years of Pac-12 football I can remember in a while. Like, there are very quality teams here. As you said at the top of the show, we have three one-loss teams, and then Utah's right there as well at 5-2, and two, and I got news for you. They're just as good as the rest of the guys in this group. So it's it's a frustrating agenda that college football seems to have that the Pac-12 is just not good enough, but I don't know. I, I, I feel like it's a very unfair little stereotype that gets placed on the Pac-12 is that like for the 10th time we don't have Alabama and that's a problem for them. We don't have Ohio state and that's a problem for them. And USC being down, you know, by what their standards are and what they used to be, I think has contributed to the harm perception, but allow me to defend the others a a little bit because it is a fact that PAC 12 hasn't won a bowl game in the last couple of years. And they haven't had that many good teams. This year they do, which is a great thing to see. Unfortunately, two of them are the L.A. schools that are departing in a couple of years. But still, I think your point about this being a competitive year is is a good one. And Utah is still a really good football team. They just can't get into the playoff because they have two losses. But the the consensus and I, I agree that a lot of the people who have that instinct are driven by that same mindset, Richie, of, oh, it's just the Pac-12. Oh, it's just that. And the other thing like, well. I don't know. I watched UCLA and they look really, really good. And Utah is still a good team and UCLA took care of them. And USC is a good team. And I've watched Oregon play and they they look pretty good. They're scoring a bunch of points. They've scored over 40 in each of their last six games. Like there's a lot of good football being played out here right now. And I want to shift it back to the, the fundamental question I posed at the start of the show, Richie, is a one loss conference champion can get into. It's not a guarantee. It's not a lock. I'm not saying that, but anyone who has said at this point in the season, no, the Pac-12 can't make the playoff. The only reason that that's, you know, potentially true is because, as usual, they might beat up on one another because you don't have a truly great team like an Alabama, a Clemson, or an Ohio State or Michigan last year. Because you don't have that, I think that contributes to the perception. But any one of those one-loss teams, Oregon, UCLA, USC, if they're a one-loss conference champion, 12-1, and one, I got news for you, anti-Pac-12 fans. That's going to put you in the running. And historically, that has always been the case. The, the, the playoff definitely feels like it values division championships. And it should. Or conference championships, excuse me. Yeah. And it should because of course. you're the top of the top. At the end of the day, what, what would I rather see? Would I rather see three SEC schools or would I rather see four conference champions and they each have like one loss? I'd, I'd rather see that. I want to see the diversity. Nobody wants to sit here and see a playoff that has Georgia, Tennessee, Alabama, and Michigan. No one would want that. Not a single person would be interested in that. But if I gave you a playoff that had Georgia, Tennessee, Michigan, and Oregon, that sounds a lot more fun. There's more diversity in there. So, yeah. There's absolutely a path for the Pac-12 to get in here because we do have great teams. Not good teams. We have great teams. We don't have elite teams, but, I mean, look at Oregon, man. Oregon is a absolute beatdown of a game away from Georgia being undefeated and averaging over 40 points a game. They have not had a single game with – wait, 
what did they just put up against UCLA? 45. There you go. So they have put up over 40 points in every single game since that Georgia game. If that Georgia game was even like a little bit closer in the sense of like maybe Oregon still loses, but they don't lose 49 to three. We might be talking about Oregon as like the number three, maybe even number two team in the country right now. Like it's just that one loss is holding Oregon down. If Oregon finds a way to run the table, though, how do you keep them out of the playoff? That would be my question. Looking at the other teams, USC, if USC wins out, you know that the media would love nothing more than an L.A. school like USC with its history getting ready to go to the Big Ten. They would love them to be in the playoff. Uh, Utah's out of it, unfortunately. UCLA, exact same story as USC. It's an L.A. school, big media market, and it's getting ready to go to a new conference. All three of these teams, Oregon, USC, and UCLA, one last teams in the Pac-12, still a clear, clear way to win the conference, also have a very clear way to get into the playoff, whether people want to talk about it or not. Whether you think that it should be a Georgia-Tennessee-Alabama playoff and not include a Pac-12 school, or if you do, Oregon, USC, and UCLA are all going to have legitimate arguments as long as they finish out the year the way that we're anticipating them to. Yeah, they have to hold up their end of the bargain, but they could still put themselves in that position. Would they need some help to get into the playoff? Probably. We'll talk about what that help would be after I remind you that, as everyone knows, athletes rise and fall in the ranks. Look at Johnny Manziel, for instance, just to, to name a random player. But when it comes to saving money, Simply Safe always stays on top. Right now, you can save big with Simply Safe Home Security. They're giving listeners 40% off their advanced security system. Simply Safe was just named the best home security of 2022 by US News. They've got 24/7 professional monitoring. When a threat is detected, Simply Safe's monitoring professionals promptly contact you and dispatch first responders to your home even if you're away or unable to respond. Don't miss this chance to save big when you protect your home with the best. Get 40% off your order when you visit simplysafe.com slash locked on college today. Customize the perfect system for your home, whether it's a house, an apartment, a condo, a townhouse, whatever it is, they've got you covered at simplysafe.com slash locked on college. That's simplysafe.com slash locked on college. Go today. There is no safe like Simply Safe. Speaking of safe, Richie, over the years, a safe prediction in college football, I like this transition I'm uh, orchestrating here, has been if you're a one-loss conference champion, you are going to be in the running for a college football playoff slot. Now, there are a lot of factors at play here, and it's important we go through them because I am not guaranteeing a one-loss Pac-12 team gets into the playoff, but is it possible? Yes, of course, because this, the greatest sport in the world, college football, ensues madness time and time and time again now looking at like if you have a one loss champion i don't think it matters whether it's ucla usc or oregon because they would all have enough quality wins ucla's got the weakest non-conference schedule of the bunch but if they were to go you know win out and and beat usc and then they'd have a win over utah Maybe they would see Oregon again in the Pac-12 championship game, in which case they could get revenge against the team that gave them their only loss of the year. That's a compelling case. If you're USC, you have a very close loss to Utah. And because we have humans, not computers, figuring this stuff out, they factor those sorts of things in. 
you could have USC with a win over a good UCLA team, a very tight loss to Utah, and then beating, you know, probably one of them in in the Pac-12 championship game, Utah and Oregon, that is. That's going to give you a chance. And by the way, would the Pac-12 champion go in and probably lose in the first round to Georgia? Yeah, probably. But right now, if you're the Pac-12, you eventually want to win a national championship. But right now, you're just trying to get back over the hump, get a team back into that Final Four, and it's entirely possible. Now, here's what the Pac-12 needs to do that. One thing that has to happen amongst a couple that would help their case for a potential one-loss champion, that that could be any of the three, you've got to have TCU lose in the Big 12 championship game. Because if they don't have that conference title label, then it'll be hard to put them in over a team that does. Right. And TCU's schedule down the stretch is pretty favorable. They could lose one. Losing a game would certainly help. Another area you got to look at, right? And you just got to go conference by conference. You're probably not going to get any help from the ACC. It looks like Clemson, that has already survived a couple of upset bids, is going to continue to just win games. That feels inevitable at this point, and that, that's just what it is. And I know the ACC is not very strong, but if you had a Pac-12 team, even in a, if it were a down year for the Pac-12, which this is certainly not, but if it were a weak conference, the way the ACC is viewed – if a, if a Pac-12 team did that in this conference, went 13-0, and we would all be saying, well, of course they should get in. They're an undefeated conference champion. I don't care who you're playing. And that is the way it should be. So let's assume Clemson's got one. The SEC champion for the Pac-12 needs to be Georgia. Because if it's Georgia, that means they've beaten Tennessee, so the Vols can't become a conference champion. And then Alabama needs to either lose to LSU or lose to Georgia in the regular season or in the SEC championship game because that would give them two losses. And precedence has shown us to this point that the committee's not going to put in a two-loss team. Go over to the Big Ten. I think the best path for the Pac-12 is for Ohio State to win out because then you beat Michigan and they're not a conference champion and Ohio State will beat whoever the, whoever the Big Ten sends out of the other side. And it would probably help if Michigan lost another game in there and they were 10 and two Wolverines would probably go to the Rose bowl play, you know, in this hypothetical where the PAC 12 has got a one loss conference champion, whoever second, whoever gets invited from the PAC 12. I hope it would be some from the PAC 12. That could be a really good game, but you add these things up, Richie, and it sounds like a lot, right? Well, you need this to happen. You need this, you need this and this and this, this is college football. This sort of stuff happens all the time. There are no guarantees, but ruling it out to say that those things could take place outside of what would be needed from a Pac-12 school, I think it'd be a fool's errand. 100%. And I mean, another thing to take into account is you saying like a lot of things need to happen. The same goes for a non-conference champion to make the playoff. The same goes for Cincinnati to make the playoff last year. And Cincinnati does make the playoff last year. Right. Like it's not like the chips are like massively stacked against the Pac-12. They're really not. You pretty much just need one of those three teams to finish out the year undefeated. So you get a 12 and one Oregon, USC or UCLA. Which is From, tough, by the way. Yes. Like, that, like that's also not a given here, right? But no. once that happens, if, if that were to happen for one of those three teams. That's probably the hardest thing you need to happen. That's, that's yeah. probably the most difficult 
I, I think I agree. I think I agree with you. Even, yeah. even though the schedules for those teams tend to be favorable, Oregon right. still has to play Utah, Washington, and Oregon State. None of those are gimmies. Even though two of them are at home, one of them is not. It's down at Reeser, where the Beavs play exceptionally well. USC and, then and UCLA have to play each other. Right, and USC and UCLA have to play each other, so one of them is going to be out. But the rest of the schedule for those teams do look to be pretty darn favorable. Like, it would be a big, big upset for them to lose to a team outside of each other in the regular season. But then you have to factor in, Richie, that one of the, let's say one of those LA teams in the million formats or scenarios that, that we've discussed in the last couple of weeks here on the show, one of the LA teams gets the Pac-12 championship championship game. They're not playing a slouch. This isn't a divisions format where you could get a cupcake on the other side. Nope. You're going to play the team with, who's got the second best record in the Pac-12 this year. Which so, is the and, way it and, should have always been. Right. A hundred percent. It would have changed five of the 11 conference championship games we've played here in the Pac-12 to date so far. But when you look at everything that has to happen there, I think when people examine the Pac-12's playoff hopes right now and say, no, I don't think they're very high. I don't think they're they're good. They can't do this. I think they look at what happens outside. But that's a lot of football to be played and a lot of football that has to be won before you can even have that that conversation, which again is possible, but all three of those teams <laughs> looking red hot right now. I know UCLA just lost. I'm not selling any UCLA stock. I think you played Oregon at home. They are really tough in Autzen Stadium. They played a really good football game. I think it's the same thing about Utah going to UCLA. You played them on the road. They played really well, and it's a really good team, but I'm not out on them. No, not at all. You shouldn't be out on any of these top three teams if you are a non-Pac-12 person listening to the podcast. Like it's, It truly is a conference that, again, like you said, odds are any of those three teams, you put them against Georgia – they're probably getting the snot kicked out of them, right? Georgia is just heads and tails yeah. or uh, uh, head and shoulders. That's what, that's the phrase. They're head <laughs> and shoulders on top of everyone else, right? It just, it is what it is. But if you're going to tell me that the Pac-12 champion isn't better than the third best SEC team, then I'm going to vehemently disagree with you. Like there's no reason a Pac-12 team, if they, if they're a one loss Pac-12 team, there's no reason they shouldn't get in. And the reason I keep saying like a third SEC team is because that just feels like the most playoff thing ever with how good Georgia is and Tennessee and Alabama. I, I know the world doesn't want it. I'm sure the media wouldn't like it, but you know, they also wouldn't necessarily have an issue with having those three in there. If all of them only had like one loss each, like it's just like the, the politics of college football come into play when we talk about the playoff and the Pac-12 consistently finds itself behind the eight ball because we're the we're, we're the ugly stepsister or uh, what what what's the phrase? Yeah, that works. Ugly. Yeah, ugly. whatever. I don't I don't know something. They, they they don't like us. Okay, they don't like us. They they don't like the way we play football because we beat each other up. We're not fair. We we don't have one great team. We have four. 
and there, there's another side to to that coin that I'll tell you about after our mining this episode brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. I'm sure that's what the College Football Playoff Committee used. They went to LinkedIn Jobs, posted on there, said, we're looking for committee members. And they went through the process that they've got on there using simple tools like screening questions that make it easy to focus on the candidates with just the right skills to find the people you want to hire for your team faster and for free. Go post your job, add the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster and the qualified ones at that. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. That's linkedin.com slash college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. So the other side to the coin, Richie, is... I think you can, from time to time, make a case that the second or third best SEC team is better than the best Pac-12 team. Because if Alabama were to finish number two, do we think anyone in the Pac-12 could beat Alabama? Yeah, probably not at this point in time. However, there is a distinction between who would win in a hypothetical matchup and which team would get into the college football playoff. Because a two-loss Bama team may very well beat everybody in the Pac-12. They probably would. But that doesn't mean, that does not mean that they have earned the right to be in the college football playoff in the eyes of the committee. Not while it's four-team. Right. Yeah, not not in a four-team model. That's the the push and pull, the back and forth that exists here is, like, we may know that a 9-3 and SEC team is better than you know, an 11 and one Clemson, for instance, because Clemson's been pretty uninspiring, though they are undefeated at this point in time. We may know that, right? Say Bama gets upset and they end the year nine and three or, or something of the sort, or Tennessee stumbles down the stretch. They could very well beat Clemson, but that doesn't mean they're going to get into the playoff over the Tigers because part of the formula for getting into the playoff is you have to earn it with your season schedule. You have to play the way you are capable of. And sometimes teams don't do that. Last year, Alabama very nearly missed the playoff. You know how? They almost lost to an Auburn team. That was just not very good. But they escaped. They got away with it. And those are the sorts of factors that are going to come into play in, in this decision when at the end of the year, the committee is looking at teams. And look, this could all be moot. In a couple months, if everyone in the Pac-12 has got at least two losses, once you got two, you're out. But right now, to say that they're out of it, again, not accurate. Not at all. There is still a long process yet to come. We haven't even received our official college football playoff ranking yet. So that's to come soon. In fact, when is Good that to, is that going to be tonight when the episode comes out? I, uh, I will, I will, I will, I will double check. Yeah. If you don't mind, but yeah, there, there's still so much that's yet to change here. Right. With the playoff, because we don't even have its own individual poll yet. And there's no, it's the, it's the following Tuesday. So after this weekend, after this weekend, we'll have our first college football playoff committee poll. And like you said, it's going to be different because they weigh that stuff differently. Being a division champion is worth more than conference. being yet. Yeah, sorry. I keep doing that. Yeah. Being a conference. That's champion why I'm is, here, Richie. I got you. That's why you 
are locked on Pac-12, and I am locked on Sun Devils. <laughs> it's worth more, though. It's worth more to be a, a – I almost did it again. I almost. almost did it again. I was ready. I was ready to catch you. I know. I saw that fist getting curled up like you're going you're gonna to embarrass me one more time <laughs> on my show, Mr. Bradshaw, I swear. It's worth more to be a conference champion than it is to be a runner-up, even in the SEC. They will look at an 11-1 or, a, in this instance, a 12-1 Oregon Ducks team and say, we're going to put you in the playoff over what could be – at this time, a 10 and two Alabama team, or uh, we'll go 11 and two. Yeah. Cause they would win the West and then they'd lose the championship. Yeah. If they, yeah. If they were to, if they were to beat Georgia, go 11 and one, losing the SEC championship game. But that would be the worst case scenario for the Pac 12. Because if right. Bama beats Georgia, you open the possibility, especially with that Georgia win over Oregon, you don't want Georgia to fall down in those rankings and have them be a debated college football playoff team you want them to squarely be in it so that you can't hold over like whether it's ucla or usc or oregon vying for that fourth spot you don't want that image of here's what georgia did to you know this good team in the pack yeah or or, well not even the runner up or yeah yeah, right a nine ten win pack 12 see you don't want them having that that arguing that arguing a bargaining chip i should say I think if you're a Pac-12 fan, you want Georgia to win out. Yes, you do. You 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 100% do. Just to recap, I think if you're the Pac-12, you want Georgia to win out and be the only team that gets in from the SEC, right? Ohio Give State. Bama a second loss, keep them out of it. You want Ohio State in there because I think with the committee and part of this is reputation and you know blue bloods and all that sort of stuff that we know factors into the polls in in some sense. I think a one loss, if you're looking at an at-large team to get in over the Pac-12 champion, a one loss, no matter who it is, an 11-1 and Ohio State scares me of getting picked over a Pac-12 champion with one loss than a one-loss Michigan team does. Agreed, 100%. Even though, even though the Wolverines got in last year, Ohio State's really good. But I, I'm, I'm the least worried about the Big Ten, right? An 11-1 Michigan could still, like if they put up a fight with Ohio State, they could still they could still get chosen over over a one loss Pac-12 conference champion but i think the biggest one to watch is the Big 12 cuz that's the most comparable Agreed. conference you want some madness right and and if clemson's going to get in then the Pac-12 wants georgia to get in they want ohio state to get in and then you need madness in the Big 12 to create that void cuz i think a one loss Big 12 champion and a one loss Pac-12 champion that's a fascinating that that that's a go either way sort of situation. I, I I really think that one could go in in either direction. Uh, I wanted to give you a few minutes here, Richie, to talk about a game I uh, I discussed a little bit on yesterday's show, but uh, I know you were riding the ups and downs of a it just was barn burner at the farm, yeah. fifteen to fourteen. Um, what in the world happened? And does Arizona State need to change quarterbacks? Yes. Arizona State needs to change quarterbacks. You can you can officially call the Emory Jones trial a failure at this point. So um, this is something that I'm going to be going into detail on my side of the show. So if like free plug, if you don't mind, if you guys want to come check out everything I have to say about the situation, definitely check out Locked on Sun Levels. But yes, 
for what I do want to talk to Spencer about. Look, I've defended Emery at every turn that there's been. I've said that the offense hasn't been fair to him and that it hasn't allowed him to be his best self. I've said the coaching has held him back. I've said that uh, even with the injury, like um, he didn't deserve it to lose his job over an injury. And I stand by that. I still believe that that was the right thing to do was to have Emory Jones start this week. However, that last drive, Emory shouldn't have been out there. Emory had blown the game away at this point, and the defense was playing classic Ben don't break, and that game was within reach. Emory takes a bad sack. He gets a delay game. It's fourth and 19. Elijah Badger is wide open down the sidelines. All you have to do is wide open busted coverage from the Cardinal on fourth and 19 and he leads him out of bounds. Yeah, that was a, that was a tough scene. You know, on the one hand, good for the Cardinal, but I think Stanford fans don't get lulled into the fool's gold of that victory against ASU. Cause I think they're going to go get a rude awakening of the, the team they actually are this week when they play a UCLA who are coming off of a loss and, Definitely wanting to show they're still in in the hunt, but um, yeah, Sun Devils had a chance for it was something tough. that that is going to be a, a fleeting sight this year, and that's that's a victory. Unfortunately, they couldn't get it, but when they get another one, not if when we're going to speak it into existence for ASU, we will be bringing back on Richie Bradshaw of Locked On Sun Devils. He's at Richie Brads with a Z thirty six on Twitter and on YouTube, wherever you listen to your podcasts. Richie, good to talk to you, my man. What a great discussion. It is so much fun to hop on Lockdown Pac-12 and talk Pac-12. It's the conference of champions. It's the conference that everyone wants to pretend isn't there, but we're here. We are still here. We're here. We're proud. Get used to it. Pac-12, baby. (laughs) Yes, indeed. And I appreciate all of you. I will see you next time, as always, and that'll be tomorrow. And I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day.